Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Chat from the Back podcast. Once again, like always, me, Ben, joined by my co-host, Scotty. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad, brother. How are you? Not too bad. Mate, we've gone back to weekly. This is like, what, four or five weeks in a row again now? Yeah, but four, yeah, three, three or four. I don't know. So I know we had the week off where you weren't feeling, feeling so crash hot, so I had, had Nichols come in, had Dan come in. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Looking at a couple of episodes, it's not actually one of our better episodes. So, so, so Dan might have to step up next time I bring you on. But, um, <laughs> mate, how you been? How was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. Just, uh, like Friday was busy. Uh, well, not exactly busy, but enough to do at work. Yeah. Um, Saturday and Sunday, we got violated anally. And what was bad, was it? Oh, it was just chock a block. Yeah, we didn't stop. We didn't stop cooking for six and a half hours both days. Well, I suppose you had the, it was wet, rainy. It, w- it yep. was wet. But... Had the local football soccer grand finals on. Yeah, that's like it, it all came into consideration when we started prepping for that morning. But yeah, yeah, we didn't expect that busy a day. No. See, what we were we were busy with my work, but I know coming forward now that. Or the weekend sports finish. Like I know you got cricket starting, but that doesn't really affect us as much as like rugby league, soccer, AFL, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Like all the winter sports. Yeah. Like because cricket, like like I know I used to play cricket. I love it. I love cricket, but for me, it's just the hassle that that's my whole day gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like at least with like soccer or league, oh sorry, football or league or whatever, like. You've still got your whole day. Like you can sort of do your stuff in the morning or whatever. But like with cricket, like it's you got to get this there early. You got to set up the field. You got to make sure make sure everything's sorted. Like it's such a long day. Yeah, you play you play like a two hour, two hour three hour game, don't you? Oh mate, all um, I remember correctly, it'd be in seniors. It was on a Saturday afternoon. We'd start at like twelve twelve thirty, and we'd go till about four thirty five. Oh yeah, that's, well, that's a that's your, a that's an entire day, half man. day, bro. And then like that thing Saturday morning, you have, you sort of get up, chill out for a bit, have a bit of breakfast, and then you're off to play. Like, just, and, yeah, and that's what you're gonna do all day. Yeah, but that is, I think it's this weekend or next weekend. So if you're playing local cricket, full credit to you. I sometimes I miss it, but most of the time, I'm like, oh thank God, I don't play anymore. When I look. <laughs> When I look at it on the weekend, I'm like, yeah, I could play that again. But then I want to think about the hours I'd spend in the field doing nothing or sitting on the sideline doing nothing. I'm like, you know what? I'm happy with my Saturdays. Yeah, exactly. But um, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. A hundred percent. But uh, we'll look at now that the cricket sort of started here in Australia. We had the series against Bangladesh, which Australia won. They lost the last one day. They're getting towed up today against the Kiwis, against the Black Caps. Um. Can't look forward. I'll try and get. We'll see if we can get someone on to do a bit more, a bit more in-depth cricket talk, um, to touch on that going forward on the summer we got ahead here in Australia. But as we st- stated just before, last weekend was the grand finals for the local football, local soccer. In our our club Heathcote, we won fifty percent. We had four teams in. We won two of them. That's not a bad record. Mate, we had half the clubs that could make finals made finals. 
out of that half the teams that could make the grand final made the grand final and out of that half the teams that could win the grand final won the grand final so really it's not a bad season and considering we're a small club it's a really good result yeah like especially like considering I've played there this is my first year with years and just seeing how small it is yeah getting any team in the grand final is yeah. like for us is pretty good yeah but you but you got to admit you you enjoyed this year didn't you yeah like I know, it, it, I know. It, it's a proper community club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like very family based. Um, but like honestly, I just we didn't win many games, but I had fun. Like even losing. Yeah. So we didn't win many games. We drank plenty of beers. Oh yes, we did. <laughs> All right. Congratulations to the under twenty ones. They got up on Saturday. I was down there, mate. They got up four one in a grand final. One of the seagulls straight red in the first sixteen minutes. Full bad tackle or no man? Uh, it was Heathcote. The Heathcote boys had got a throw, won the throw in, and he's come over and just two hands straight in the guy's chest and just pushed him straight over. Referee came over, spoke to Lino. Lino told him what happened. Straight red, gone. Oh, see you later, mate. Yeah, and after that, the game just changed. Well, and, uh, Heathcote won. That's what changed. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. No, nah. but yeah, no. Nah. Full credit to the team. They played brilliantly. Um, unfortunately. The guys that we were super close with, the Oz Tens, they unfortunately lost two one to our side, Scotty Como. Oh, but um, it well, was a good game. It was two one. Um, two penalties to Como that weren't penalties. One was saved by Hank, who was probably the best goalkeeper in the Shire. Big um, shout out. <laughs> yeah, and then their second one, mate. He played for the contact. Like the referee got pulled into it, but whatever. But at the end of the day, I found out since that apparently the Como boys, although they won the grand final, they all went straight home to bed and and because it was Sunday night, so they had to work on Monday. Unlike us boys at Heathcote, everyone took the day off. I ended up partying with everyone on Sunday night. I think I got home at like four thirty. <laughs> I was going to say, tell everyone night. what time you went to bed. <laughs> oh, mate, like five. Yeah. And then I had to be up early to buy the tickets for the for the finals game this weekend down at Shark Park, which we'll touch on a bit later. But, man, but we got our presentation coming up this week. I think we're working on something else, like drinks-wise, between our side and the 10s, potentially, potentially happening. And so, as, you saw, as you've seen, Scotty, 35s, 45s, East Coast, really tight. Me and a few of the 10 boys have even said, and I think I've even said to you and Jamie and Jimmy and whatever that, us and the tens should do that and you ask, ask like where the new generation coming through, that's what it should be for us. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And even bring the twenty ones in as well. Get us three sides as like we're the three sides that we'll carry forward, what the thirty fives and forty fives have done. Exactly. Yeah. I like that idea. But um again. Coming back again next year, Scotty? Yeah, I'll probably uh, prob- this will probably be my last year. I've probably said that to you before because yeah. my knees are fucked and I'm working heaps. But oh, my knees are crooked. Yeah, but um, we- uh, anything could happen. Like, yeah. it's still a year away. So oh, exactly. Oh, we got six months to get right, and oh, then, yeah. it- then we'll There's be ready. To- we'll be ready to go again. End of next season, be like, oh, don't know if I can play anymore. My legs legs are a bit dead. And then six months later, we'll be signing up again. Yeah, <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> but um, move on to some of the overseas football, and uh, mate, you've completely forgotten until you mentioned it before. We got the main European competitions kicking off this week. 
Yep, Champions League is back. And I think, what is it? One of the first games tomorrow is actually uh, Celtic and Madrid, isn't it? I think so. Like, far out. And I, Oh, wait. I saw something today, but I thought it was just like looking ahead to next week with Ange Postacoglu. And I think he said something about like that Celtic aren't going to change the way they play. They're going to play the same way in Europe as they do in Scotland. Oh. But, but you know what? That, that's, it's against Real, though. But yet again... Who, who honestly gives Celtic a chance against Real Madrid? Oh, it's got to be a false Cosby. Yeah, but you know what I mean? But besides the team themselves, who gives them a chance? Oh, yeah. You oh, know what I mean? Like, yeah. who would give them the chance to do anything against Madrid? Yeah, like, you, you wouldn't expect anything. Like, it, it should be like a Real Madrid 8-0 thumping. But yet again... All I want to talk about is the that game many moons ago at Celtic Park. Celtic and Barcelona, where Barcelona, I think it was like 75% possession, but still lost 1-0 to Celtic. Like Celtic are that sort of a club. Yep. I remember that game very sort, clearly. Spring that sort of a result. Uh, like, is it possible to do it, though? Like, that's, what, that's oh, my 100%. thinking. Because if, like, Real, they're, they're very, like, honestly, they're very good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They're La Liga champions, I'm pretty yeah. sure. The European champions. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. like they're, they're really up there. Yeah. And Celtic can just go, all right, well, we'll do our best. And they can get that win, I reckon. Well, anyone can do can pull, pull off a major result. It's someone like Ange. Yes, 100%. Like, if, he's, if anyone's going to do it, it's with him. Yeah, it's... He's completely like, like you look at it like just over twelve months ago when he first got announced at Celtic, people were blowing up saying he won't last three games, he will get sacked before the preseason's over. Um, Mate, yeah, okay. everyone <laughs> loves him over there now. Oh. oh, if I remember correctly, I think there's even been talk of him potentially get, Man City trying to get him for when Guardiola leaves. Oh, like well, that's to that's an interesting Guardiola. call. If if you're getting linked to replace someone like a Guardiola, it shows how highly valued you are in your profession as being a manager. Uh, like absolutely, like and it's especially like comparing like Postecoglou to Guardiola. Yeah, I mean, look at that difference. I, I think Ange won won everyone over that was sort of doubting him in his first press conference. They were talking because I remember, I think I remember someone one of the journalists. How do you feel about stepping up to the big leagues of European football? And as he put it, he's coached the national team. He's been in charge of the national team. You can't don't at a World Cup. You don't get bigger than that. And the yeah. fact that he's backed himself the same way that he used to play here in Australia in the, in the A League, the same way he did when he took over the national team when he went to Yokohama, it's the same system. And yeah. it proves that his system works. Like his his system has always been there. It's just, yeah. it's I, like, I, I, like it's, the, it's gone. Like I can't really explain it, but it's either the players or this like that are just not understanding his system. Well, well it goes goes to show how stupid football Australia was for getting rid of him because his system wasn't correct. I'm sorry, but look what he's done since. Well, to to be fair, what system is correct? I mean, there's about a thousand, a hundred thousand of them. I understand. So, right. Just because um, it doesn't work at that moment, like honestly, those world Cup, the, 
because that was after the World Cup in Brazil. Honestly, you look at that group we had, we were never getting out of it. Oh, no, hell no, hell no, hell no. So, like, it was, you are flogging the dead horse going in that group, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, but, you're, you're, you're pushing a horse that won't run, so. Yeah, and speaking of World Cups, I'm still waiting to see, like, I'm, you're seeing all these leaks and all these releases for all the jerseys. I think it's the, it's hopefully in the next week or two we'll finally see the Socceroos jersey. Well, hopefully it's better than the line last one, the like previous one. Yeah. See, I'm I'm liking the look. If we get something similar to say like the England away shirt that has actually has a collar on it, I'll be stoked. Yeah. It's either I either want a collar or I want the low the emblem in the center of the chest. For me, that's not that Ooh. makes a perfect kit. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it's like. Like, I'm not a Man City fan, but I'm. I've spoken to Jamie about it. Like, I really love the Man City kit this year, purely because of the fact that the the club emblem is in the middle of the chest, very traditional style. You know what I mean? Like, you look at all the old school kits, emblems are in the middle of the chest. For me, it's something like that. Something simple as that is perfect. Yeah, well, like I have to admit, I I'm not a big fan of the collar. However, I am a big fan of the emblem in the center. Yeah, but yet again, you look at the World Cup shirt we had. I think it was in 20. 20- 14 at Brazil that had a collar that was one the one that we wore when we were on the Asian Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that. It just put, looks class. You know what I mean? It puts class on the shirt. It make, you know what I mean? It's just something I know it's little things like that that people think, what the hell are you talking about? But it's just things that stick out to me is like that looks like class. That looks perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same as like you look at the Man United jersey this year, the collar. It just something about it just screams class. Well, so, it, it's Man City, so... <laughs> no, but, well, that's... No, Man United with the collar from Adidas. Like, it just screams class. Having a collar, it just... Like, on the middle of the chest, screams tradition and class. It's just... Oh. Yeah, like... I know, I, I I know it point. sounds... I know it sounds really weird, but for me, it's something that just looks amazing. Like, it sticks out for you. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... Touching on the Premier League there for a sec. Right? Arsenal back to earth, 3-1 loss to Man United on the weekend. Yeah, like, it wasn't exactly surprising, but the way Arsenal was playing, I'm surprised it wasn't closer. Yeah, like, it just... I didn't watch the game again because it was Sunday night and Monday morning. I was drinking a little. Um, (laughs) In the bits that I saw, man, they were getting outplayed by Man Oh, I've seen I've seen uh, the highlights and they were outplayed. What? And like you look at some of the results from the week weekend. Um, so you got United d- doing Arsenal, Brighton doing Leicester five two, Aston Villa getting a one all with City, Wolves one nil against Southampton, Tottenham two one over Fulham, Bournemouth coming back big time with a three two over Notts Forest, nil nil all with the Toon and Palace. 2-1 Chelsea over West Ham, 5-2 Brentford over Leeds, and your boys dropping two more points at Everton. Yeah. <laughs> it's like looking like do you, but like touching again on the Arsenal result, do you reckon that sort of brought them back to earth a little bit, or do you reckon they've it's just a little blip on the radar? Oh, uh, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Because they are playing extraordinarily. Yeah, yeah. Extraordinary, I can't even speak. Yeah. Um, extraordinarily well. Yes. So this could just be go. All right, we're not exactly invincible. There yeah. are threats around there. Yeah. Just got to hope for Arsenal and their fans' sake. Who am I kidding? It'll be freaking hilarious if they just go on a rotten out and they start losing. 
they go back <laughs> to the arsenal the last couple of years. Yeah, but I just think with the players they've got, they that won't happen. Especially with like, as I said previously, I, I still say it now. So I said it to Jamie, and he said, "Oh, he couldn't break into the city lineup." I'm like, you look at the city lineup. I don't think Pep wanted to drop any of those guys in there because they had more experience. But mate, I think you look at Erling Haaland with City. Yeah, he, he's. I'll put him in for the next ten years. In within the next ten years, there's going to be him and this other person. In like, you've got the Ronaldo and Messi debate now. Over the next ten years, I think it's going to be between two players. It's going to be Erling Haaland, and honestly, I think Zinchenko. Oh. I honestly rate Zinchenko that highly. It's not funny. Oh, okay, okay. I think he could potentially almost even if if Arsenal do go close to winning the league or win, winning trophies this year, it's going to. I think he's going to be a major player. Hmm. As well uh... as like like having Gabriel Jesus as well. <clears throat> like they're coming from that winning culture at City. Like that's something that. Arsenal haven't had for a long time that winning culture. Look at United bringing all these players. You're, like you're starting to see, like, I think like you, you might be onto something. But <laughs> like you look at me and United. Okay, they started the season poor, poor, piss poor. Yeah, we'd yep. heard about this new Man United are going to be seeing the new way United is going to be playing. Given how they've been performing the last couple of weeks, they're four on the bounce. Is this the new Man United that we're seeing now? Is this how United are going to be? Oh. Because if it is, I think everyone's but, going to be worried. Oh, if like they need to keep this up, though. You, you've got to have consistency. And, man, you have struggled with that in the past. But the thing is, the, you look at... Uh, I keep on forget, forgetting who's the gaffer now. What's his name? Um, oh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. It'll, uh, they've uh, gone through that many. Uh, Ten Hag. Eric Ten Hag. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. As much as I hate Ajax being a final 10, Ajax was successful. So he's he's coming from success. The players yeah, he's yeah. brought in are coming from success. They're bringing that winning mentality in, which United haven't really had for a long time. And you look at the look at the, the league table, they're only, what, three points off? Yeah. So they're only three points off Arsenal in first. Admittedly, the goal difference is terrible because of a, those bad results. But, like, again, it's the old, again, an old United person, Fergie, his analogy. Doesn't matter if they're winning 1 0 or 6 0. If they just keep winning, you still get the same points and that can push them right up. You look at them now, they're in front of Chelsea. Well, uh, he's thinking correct because, like, at the end of the day, the points are the, one, the thing that matters the most. Exactly. Like anyone could get a billion goals and still come like first or last. So, well, you could have two or three results where you might put seven or eight pass aside, a couple of yep. sides, but you just but then the rest of the games you might lose lose more. So therefore, what's the point of scoring those goals if it's, you're not getting the wins in other games? You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, exactly. And you look at the way United are playing. They. Like it's the things I've it's like, like I think I said it to you in the past. One thing, one of the things I heard is there were players that were getting pulled out of drills because their first pass was to look back. They weren't looking forward. Whereas, and that's the thing. You look at United always. It's always been attack, attack, attack. Just push, just go. Ten Hag with Ajax, he was always push, 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 go, go, go. Like it's that mentality of getting on the front foot. Let's go, let's go. And I think the thing it's 
may have taken them a little bit to buy in during the Premier League season, but I think now they've bought in and you're seeing these players like, look at it, Harry Maguire, regular for England. He's not even getting in the United side. And since he's been dropped, it's when they've started their rise. Is there a chance that Maguire is now surplus to the needs at United, even though he's a club captain? Mm. And the worst thing is for him, I think the window's closed now. So he's stuck there now. And you've got the World Cup coming up. There's every chance that he doesn't even make that make that plane to Qatar for England. Yeah, like, uh, when did we say the World Cup? Was it November? Um, November, then, December. Yeah, okay. So he's got, what, two months to actually get on that pitch and show what he can do? Well, we're in September now. September, oh, realistically, yeah, two months to to show. And yeah. He's, if he's not getting yeah. the United but, lineup, there's every chance that he'll miss out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, if you're not getting on the bench, you're obviously not um, doing what the boss wants. So, like, are you getting on that plane or not? Well, he's on the bench for United. Like, he came on the other day, but you know what I mean? Like, you're the club captain. If you're the club captain, you're not starting. What's wrong? There's issues. Oh, there's something majorly wrong if that's happening. Like, I don't know what, like, maybe it's... He's finally been found out for being the fraud that he is. Like, I will say that he's like, okay, he might do the job for England, but you've got to, like, it's all well and good to, to do that. But he needs to do the job for United because at the end of the day, United's paying his bills. Yeah, like, absolutely. If you're not doing a job for your club, you're not going to expect to, anyone to support you no. if you're playing for your nation. Oh, exactly. But um, going on to the game that kickstarted, uh, the team that United beat to kickstart this run, Liverpool, mate. Your boys dropped another two points and in look, the Merseyside derby of all games. Yeah, look, we did drop two points. We actually almost, almost lost three. Yeah. So, But, however, it was an absolute cracker of a game. Oh, mate, I was, watch, I was watching it. It was awesome. Pickford, my God, mate. Get, get him, like, to calm down or something like that. Yeah. No, mate, you want him to fire up for England at the World because you got the World Cup coming up, mate. You want him firing. You want him getting up there. Oh, yeah, but just not against Liverpool. <laughs> against everyone else. Yeah, everyone else except Liverpool. But um, because like, you look at, you're on nine points now, three draws, one loss. What, like, what did you guys have last year? You had eight draws and two losses. Like, you're already nearly matching your drop points for last season, mate. Yeah. Like... I know we said it earlier. I think I don't want to. Put the nail in the coffin now, because if they come out and win the leg, I'll look like an, like a dick. But <laughs> I think it's almost close to calling Liverpool out of the title race this year. Oh, uh, like I wouldn't say we're completely out, but, but you're however, on, you're, you're how, on the precipice, you're on the brink, hundred percent. And I reckon if we don't do something, we might not make top four this year. Well, if by the end of this month you haven't. Got at least. What are your games coming up until the end of September? Oh. You've got Wolves uh, at Anfield. You should be winning that. Uh, I think we got Newcastle. At You've some got point. Chelsea at uh, the Bridge. Um, you've also got Brighton at Anfield. Well, that could go either way, actually. That's at the start of October. So realistically, that are your next four matches, and then you've got. Well, who we, who you got after that? Uh, you got Arsenal. Like so, realistically, out of your next four matches, 
honestly think you need to be winning at least three. Well, to be fair, you we and want to be if, winning at least four. What? Yeah, but you look at your games when you've got Chelsea and oh, realistically, with it, by by the start of October, you you really could pretty much be out of the title race. Yeah, like if we win four, I think we should be back on track. However, but the games it, are looking unlikely. Mate, so that's it's, uh, we. It's still anything. We know this sport; anything could happen in it. One hundred percent. So, I'm I'm going to sit here and pray. Oh, I think that's all you've got left to do, mate. But um, again, like looking at the table, like. West Ham in relegation zone. Nottingham Forest, relegation zone. Previous Premier League winners, Leicester, not even with a win. They've only got one point from a draw, which I believe was on the weekend just, no, from like two weeks ago or something, I think it was. Yeah, two weeks ago, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Yeah, like, mate, there are Leicester going down. Are they on the, the verge of relegation? Oh, mate, they need to pick kick their heads up their asses and go like because like you are going down at the stage oh it, mate it's looking extremely like they're gone like what were they last year they were like last year they uh, finished I'll bring it up now I think um yeah the first four games they won they, three yeah they Leicester finished eighth last year yeah so Realistically, they should be about mid-table now. A hundred percent. So I don't uh, know what's going on with them, but I got a feeling that yeah, they're. Uh, I got a feeling that we may be seeing a Premier, a previous Premier League winner go down this year. If they keep going like this, there's every chance that they will be dropping down. Because you look, look well, at look at look at them. They've got one point. Yeah. Well, you look at the table. I know we're only <laughs> early on, but. They're push. They're going to be pushing it up a hill, I think, to stay to keep in the league. Oh, they are. Yeah, that that yeah, you've hit the nail on the head with that. So it's through six games. I've got one point. They generally want at least minimum, say, usually about thirty keeps you up to stay up. Yeah, at least 30, 33-ish. Yeah, and. Mate, it's not looking good. Well, what it's I I do reckon they're going to go down if they don't pull something out of their asses. So yeah, like I actually haven't seen them play, so I don't exactly know what their gameplay is. But um, they need to change something or do something. Oh, hundred percent. Which is unfortunate because they are actually a decent side. Oh, well, you look at their gap. They've got Brendan Rodgers. He's no slouch, so. Well, something's happening internally. That's the only thing I can think of. Well, they've sold some players, but you wouldn't think selling the, as many players as they have that, but yet again, who knows? It, as one, Like we always say, it is the Premier League. True, very true. But, you know, Leicester's, Leicester definitely on the verge of going down. But uh, moving on to... The opening last weekend of the new Allianz Stadium, mate, it looks immense. Oh, mate, have you seen it? Yeah, I saw it a couple of times going past it while it was being built and a couple of months ago. Man, I can't wait to get out there. 
Oh, I can't wait. Um, seeing the, photos from the game in last week. Oh my god! Like, I, I saw the Roosters South game. It, it looks bigger. Yeah. But it didn't. Like, I I don't know if it was a camera angle or not. But it looks exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, it's the similar size. There's a documentary on Stan called Our Home or Our House or whatever it is. It's a documentary about Allianz. I don't know if it's on Nine now as well. But I checked it out and stand. It's actually really good. And they were talking about how they tried to keep, make it modern, but keep some stuff from the old style. Like, obviously, I've been out there heaps. People blowing up about it. It had the the old stadium had to go. Like, you've been out there with me on occasion for FC games, and it was pretty bad, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it had, it had to go, blood. It had to go, blood. Like, the concourse is way too small. Oh, that was that. Trying, if that was small, trying then... to get trying to get out the stairs to leave the stadium. You couldn't on, on a on a derby day on a full house like it was horrendous. Mate, you're not getting out of that. That's a no. death trap. Well, it but was uh, anyway. Yeah, like the new one. I've seen stuff from it, man. It looks awesome. Like the bars, you like the mad open bar concourse. Oh, I like the sound of like, that. It's full like the casino style bar where it's like the full round the bar. Like you can get served at all sides. Oh, but the only thing I've I've got a problem with is some of the beer prices. Yes, you did show me a photo of that. So what was it the Heineken zero point zero percent? Apparently eight twenty. Han Premium Light nine forty. Colton Draft eleven. Tui's New eleven. Furfies are eleven. Bolter XPAs are thirteen fifty, and Stone and Wood Pacifics are thirteen fifty. Wines are eleven dollars ten. Like oh man, I I'm going to be drinking a lot of pubs. Oh, like those, like those prices are ridiculous. If I'm sitting on the water at like Double Bay or Dolls Point or looking out over Bondi Beach, you know what? I'll I'll expect to pay those prices purely based on the views. I'm yeah, you yeah, would I'm, expect that. Like, I'm going to the football. I'm going to the footy. Like I want to be able to drink while I watch my team, but not have to take out a mortgage to have a beer watching my team. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I can't get over the prices. That's like I pointed out to one of my bosses at work. He's, he's a Bulldogs fan. He was at the Sharks-Bulldogs game at Shark Park a few weeks ago. And there's literally the length of the field in between the bars from one end of the stadium to the other. And it was like a dollar cheaper up one end compared to the other for, for the exact same beer. Okay, they're fucked up somewhere. Like... I, I, I don't understand. Like, I know... You've got to try and make it make some money, but like this, this is seriously how they're making their money back on the stadium. Well, it was a billion dollar stadium, wasn't it? No, 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 it wasn't a billion, it was a few hundred, a couple of hundred million. I know that, but okay. I'm not sure on the exact prices. Like always with builds like this, things blow out, but okay. um, let's just say uh, 400 million. I think I think you're probably spot we're probably spot on with four hundred mil around that mark. Yeah. You're expecting people to go there week after week, look at those prices and, and buy stuff. And constantly drink there. Like no. Like okay, a hundred thousand people go there, get ten drinks each. All right, you're making you're not even making some of the money back. I mean, I'm more inclined to do my old school when I was like eighteen, nineteen, twenty trick going to the games of the plastic hip flask in my back pocket and just buying the Cokes from the concessions. Oh, so you got the same idea I've got. Bro, <laughs> so many times I'll do that. 
and like the best thing is like you see all the stadiums that have like um the metal detectors. Like I remember going to a sharks game in Canberra. And they yeah, handheld yeah. metal detectors going over me. It's like they're like, Oh, we're checking if anyone's taking hit flux and I'm on I'm in my mind I'm like I've got one, but you ain't finding it with one of those. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they are very handy. Yeah. We don't encourage this, by the way. <laughs> oh no, it's not it's not encouraged, it's just recommended. Yes, 100 <laughs> percent Um drink responsibly if you do drink though. Like don't go crazy like some some of us here on the show have done in the past week. Um but again, look we got the opening of that. You got another game there this weekend with, with the NRL finals, mate. Oh my god, how good are these this these finals going to be. Oh, mate, it's going to, I reckon it's going to be unpredictable and all round exciting. All right. Well, let's try and predict it. I've got my predictions ready to go. But you know what? My predictions are going to be right. So they're not predictions, they're spoilers. <laughs> um, so Come you got, <laughs> let's go. All right. So we got Friday night, 7.50, Penrith versus Parramatta. Who are we going? Oh, I don't know, but I reckon. I'd say for the argument Penrith, but I reckon Paris going to get him again. No, I think Penrith have got him. It's it's finals. It, it, everyone's coming back. Like of course, well that's the thing. Like Penrith rested like twelve or thirteen players last week. Like that's the only point where I think Parramatta could have an advantage. Like obviously it's only a week off, but Parramatta had a really strong, tough game last week against Melbourne. Like Parramatta dominated that game, dominated that game, even though they won by eight points. It felt like they should have won by fifty, but it was a tough game. And I think Parramatta having that run on the board last weekend against all these Panthers players that have been out could hurt Panthers early. But I see them being too strong in the end because Ooh. of that week off. I do, but it just depends on if the twelve people that are coming back this week yeah. will will they be able to get in the gear. It might take about 10 minutes. And if Parramatta don't score many in that first 10 to 15, then it's Penrith to lose. Um, Yeah, I've got Penrith winning. But then you go on Saturday evening at 5.40, you've got Melbourne hosting Canberra. Straight up, Canberra's winning this game for me. I reckon Canberra's got a pretty good shot here, actually. The last four games between these two sides in Melbourne, Canberra's won. Yes, but Melbourne always, always, always prove themselves in the finals, so which worries me. See, I think Melbourne's done. I think Mel- Melbourne's, as far as I'm concerned, I think Melbourne are cooked. I think they've, as far as I'm concerned, like I want to ask you, ask you this question: Has Craig Bellamy lost his touch? Oh, I don't think what? he's lost it. I think he's misplaced it, definitely, but yeah. it's still there. I can guarantee no. you that. Yeah, like, but I don't know, man. I think he's starting to lose his mystique. He's starting to lose his magic. Like, yet, but yet again, you look—is it that, or is it the fact that Melbourne don't have all their these high-profile players like they have in the last fifteen years? Like, well, who have they, who have they really got? They got they still got Munster. They got Pappenhausen. Well, Pappenhausen's out because he shattered his kneecap. Um, okay, so that could... Jerome Hughes, you don't know, like. It's going to be interesting to see, like Jerome Hughes has been named, but there's, I don't know, man. Like given the way that he, they said he was injured, like if he goes down early, early, you know what I mean? Like that can really throw a spanner in the works for the te- them as a team. Yeah, like it's got 
this one is going to be one of the worrying ones, I reckon. Because I, I, my suggestion would be tip Canberra. But yeah. then again, Melbourne do tend to, as I said, they do tend to improve themselves first week of finals as well. Yeah, I just, yeah, I can't. I, I, I hate using the word can't when it comes to Melbourne winning a game, but I can't see them beating Canberra. Oh, well, it's going to be a very interesting game, first game off. It is. And then uh, the game, I'm lucky enough to get a ticket to down, <laughs> down at Shark Park. Cronulla versus North Queensland. I think it, I don't need to say who I'm who I'm predicting to win this one. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I know you you've got you've got Queensland in the bag, mate. So good. Oh, 100 percent, mate. <laughs> nah, um, yeah. Look, I just think, like, yeah, it's only twelve thousand, and we'll touch on it in a, again in a moment. But I just for feeders two fifty at Shark Park, first home final there since two thousand and eight, mate. It's going to be wild. Apparently, Cowboys. Like you've got the Cowboys supporters bay. Apparently, Sharks fans were were buying tickets in there, so it's going to be Sharks fans in with all the Cowboys supporters as well. Apparently, oh, like well, it's just going to be like yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. It's it's either going to be have a lot of fights, or you're, all you're going to see is a sea of blue. Mate, it's probably going to be a sea of blue. And if there's any Cowboys fans there, and we win, it's probably going to be a lot of laughter at them. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm not getting being cocky or arrogant, but I honestly think we will win. I think just, I think playing down here, like look at it now, realistically, we don't have to leave Sydney anymore for the rest of the season. I think that's really going to help. I think again, playing at Shark Park, having the having all of the, the shire behind them, it's going to be a, probably going to be a bit of a hostile atmosphere for the Cowboys. But I think, and I just think that. That could be that extra extra percent that we need. Yeah, like because I'm going to tip you this only because it's that Shark Park in a final. Where is it? Oh, uh, Shark Park in it. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I yeah. thought you said something else. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, only because it's at Shark Park and it's the finals, and you yeah. want to make that big jump early, yeah. especially at home. Yeah. The thing is, everyone's talking about our attack and an easy run for Cronulla. But realistically, you look at the stats in the second half of the season. Were I think were in the top, were the top, if not in the top three for defensive teams. So like it's, and as they always say in finals, defense wins games. Well, that's it. Like a good offense is a good defense. Your best so, offense is your is your defense. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and then on Sunday you got probably the game of the weekend, really, even though it's an elimination final. Roosters versus South. Roosters coming off a. Pretty comprehensive win over South last week. Even though South had a few players out and lost, lost uh, Murray early, like in the first, second minute to a HIA. Man, it's it's going to be an awesome weekend of finals. Who are you tipping in that last one, Roosters or Rabbits? Oh, see, I don't know. Dude. Well, I think Rabbits. I think Damian Cook coming back in is literally that big of a mark, a game changer for South. Yeah, it's like. Do does, do you reckon? Do I reckon South want revenge, or are Roosters just that good well, that I'm they, sticking to they what, can hold on? So I'm sticking to what I said last, going into the game last week. Whoever won last week was going to lose this week in that game because they were going to be playing each other unless Canberra had beaten Tigers by 118 points. And sorry, I mean Raiders beat Tigers by 118 points. Raiders go in front of South, but. Um, it obviously didn't end up happening. <laughs> no, it, but at halftime, when it was 42 nil to the Raiders over the Tigers, it was very close. You are correct, yes. 
But um, yeah, I see South getting up. Yeah. Oh, I don't know on that yeah. one. I really don't know. Um, hang on, I've got a coin here. If it's yeah. heads, if it's heads, roosters. If tails, south. All right. Ooh. I'm going south. Going south. All right. So roosters are going to win because we've got we've we've got, we've got full screen south. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mate, it's going to be an awesome game. But as we said, the games at Shaft Park, man, like. They've given us an extra thousand seats to make it up. It's usually eleven and a half. I think they've given an extra thousand to twelve and a half. Honestly, I still, even though I'm a Sharks fan, and I'm happy to see him play one more game at Shark Park, like everyone is, and get that home ground advantage. It's like I, I think I said it to you last week. I said it to people ages, ages. Like, all right, everyone's all well and good behind getting the game at Shark Park, but you're seeing it the last couple of days where. It's at Shark Park and all these people are missing out on tickets and they're upset. It's like, well, that's the problem with having it at Shark Park. Like, yes, it's our home ground. We want that home ground advantage. But are we cutting off our nose to spite our face? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like you look at the NRL. They've jacked all the prices up to go, ha-ha, you want to have it at a smaller venue where we don't get as many people as we wanted? We're still making the same money. You know what I mean? It's you look yeah. at the price difference between the game at Shark Park to the game at to the games at Alli- to the game at Allianz. The price difference is amazing, is incredible. Like I got where I got my seat in the Monty Porter stand because I think it was oh, it was like a little bit cheaper or not that much more expensive than where I was originally sitting all season. I think I paid like 60, 55 or sixty bucks for it. So I'm like, oh well, I'm going to get be guaranteed under cover in case the weather turns to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the cheapest ticket at, Mo- at the new new Allianz at Moore Park is like 30, 30 bucks, 35 bucks. Well, uh, that's not that bad, but... You know what I mean? But whereas at Shark Park, you're paying, you know what I mean? Like, that's for a child, you're paying $35 for the cheapest ticket. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, see, now that, that's a little bit stupid. Whereas at Moore Park, you're paying $35 cheapest ticket for an adult. You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference. Like, they're making their money. Yeah. And like everyone's talking about ET stand being taken out. Well, the, you're going to have players, families and partners and whatever that need se- seats. You're going to put them right there ne- near the tunnel. You've got all the NRL corporate backers. They ex- they're going to expect tickets. So they're going to be put in the best spots, ET stand. You know what I mean? Like it's all yeah, these yeah. things that people seem to get. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that the game's at Shark Park. But we're cutting out Sharks fans from attending the game because we wanted it Shark Park. We could have had the 45,000-seat stadium at Moore Park and we probably would have sold it out. And then, you know what I mean? Like, you're paying double the price because the NRL still needs to make their money because that's what, the NRL is all about the dollar. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's honestly, as good as it is, I'd still rather play at Moore Park to get more people there, if, 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 you agree, if you, that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill, fill the seats with being cheap. Yeah. It's like I said before. Would you rather have 12,000 people paying $60 or 24,000 people at a bigger stadium paying $30? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's still the same money, but you get more people at the end of the day. And then but we're t- not blocking out Sharks fans. We're not taking, taking the tickets away from them. You know what I mean? It's Well, technically, you want the numbers. Not, oh, 100%. If they ever learn that, well, then 
and hopefully it'll be soon, too late. Yeah, like you've you've already done. You're done. So, but yeah, like I'm lucky enough. As I said earlier, I'm lucky enough that I got my ticket. But for everyone that's missed out, I'm so I feel sorry for them. Like there's I've heard of some people that had memberships that missed out. Oh yeah, you, know, you have to look after your members, right? But yeah, it's um. But again, it's first in best stress with when it comes to having tickets for a small stadium. So, again, as I said, I think going forward, as good as it is to have the final at Shark Park, I think we need to not do it, or you know what I mean, like, or put like a limit on, like you like they had had you could buy eight tickets with your code. Maybe for the smaller venue like this, you literally get one ticket and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's you can buy one ticket, you can't buy. Bulk tickets, unless well, you shouldn't be doing um, that unless, anyway. Unless you, unless you have like family season ticket and you get a code specifically for family season ticket, then that's the only way you can buy multiple tickets. Otherwise, you only get the ticket single ticket for your membership. Yeah, like a family, I can understand, but just one person buying about yeah. ten tickets—that yeah. just sounds stupid. Well, because then then they're going to be the ones that scalp it and pay sixty dollars for the ticket and go. Oh wait, people want this ticket. Oh here, pay eighty dollars. And the thing is, people will pay that money and. Promote the scalper, which is oh, stupid. Yeah. Like but, um, I, have, I have a job, people. Like I make money. Like yeah, don't sell tickets. <laughs> yeah, but um, idiots. One hundred percent. Well, funny enough, you said idiots. Speaking of idiots, mate, West Tigers. Oh, mate, what a season they had. Seriously, how do you fix the West Tigers? Uh, you kick them out. Is this <laughs> the point where we go? Everyone talks about sharks to Perth or someone to Perth. Is it doesn't need to become the Perth? They are the West Tigers already. Do you just make them the Western Tigers and send them to Perth? Oh, yeah. Like I don't think there's any saving them after the season they've had. Oh, like, and they dropped like seventy-two points in Roosters. Yeah. Uh, what was it? What was it? Um. On, Sunday, on the weekend, they like were down 56? forty. Yeah, they were down forty-two nil at half time. Well, you speak of that Roosters game. I've seen bowlers in test matches at the SCG for, in cricket concede less. Yeah, for like that. Like, that. Like well, they conceded. Like, oh. I, I just look. I just remember looking at that score, going, "Are you serious?" Like, and you look at look at the West Tigers. They're they're really looking forward. To, really looking to the for, forward to the future, aren't they? They're bringing out like what? What is he? The ninety-nine-year-old Tim Sheens to coach the only coach that's taken him to the finals. Seriously, how is he not de- retired? Like he should be retired. Like mate, like, and he was brought in to oversee the running of the Tigers. He sacked the coach, and then he's appointed himself. Yeah. The next year and the year after, I think. Like seriously, why? Like it's. Uh, there's no helping a mate, I don't think. I oh my god, I, I I honestly am starting to feel sorry for Tigers fans. Ugh, like I so like so do I. My manager is a Tigers supporter, and mm. she doesn't like it any more than anyone else. <laughs> like, although, seriously, like although it's... my did my head chef did pass her a wooden spoon, and he's a doggies fan. So yeah. well, I suppose <laughs> at least. At least you know you're going to get a good cake at the Tigers games next year. Now that they've got that spoon, they're going to the Betty Crocker classes. They'll be all right making a cake. <laughs> um, but, mate, so honestly, something has to be done. 
is this the point where the NRL steps in and say, sorry, we're bringing our own people to run this club because clearly you aren't doing the job? Well, they they need to have like a meeting or something that, or like just talk about what the hell happened. Like, like not that I can talk being a Cronulla fan because like we were run terribly decades ago. But there was always that light at the tunnel. I can't see any light at the end of the tunnel for the Tigers. Mate, all I can see him is going down, down, down. Mate, they might as well be sponsored by Coles. <laughs> nice one. Seriously, they're, right, they're, going, they're going to be down, down and staying down. <laughs> uh, right. I, I'm giving you a high five for that one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, across their high five. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I've got, I've got uh, no suggestion. Like, can they be saved? Well, they're saying they don't know they'll bring in another team. Like, because you've got the, got the coming in next year. Um, potentially, if there's not enough for another team, do you potentially cull the West Tigers? Well, the, by the rate they they're going, I think they they it's going to happen. Like, well, there's already talk that Lloyd Cardo was gone, and I'm sorry to break the hearts of few fans, but I'm not too sad about that. Uh, like, was honestly, did it ever get used? They use it a bit, but like, I, it's. It's a punish to get to and get from. It's the facilities could be so much better. I'm like just leave it as like a reserve grade ground or you know what I mean? Like Yeah, like maybe just do it up or something. No, it's not I think it's beyond repair to be honest. Well, I've only seen it once and I didn't enjoy the time there, so Yeah. But um yeah, I again if anyone else has got any any ideas on how you fix the Tigers, honestly, send them in and we'll talk, and we'll talk about them going forward. But I don't even know what we do with the Tigers besides moving to Perth or just kick them out of the comp. Yeah, like I've, I've got to agree with you. But um, They had yeah, an embarrassment of a season. Mate, it, they can't get much worse. Oh, well, let's wait and see, shall we? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Well, that's the funny thing. You've got the, got the coming in next year, so we're going up to 17 teams. That's the funny thing. You see people online, Tiger fans, saying, well, we can't get much worse than this. It's like, actually, you can next year. You can go down another spot. Like, it can get worse. <laughs> it's the one time where it actually can get worse. Well, uh, it's next season they're coming in, eh? Yes. Next okay, season, right, right. we have the coming in. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see if they can smash Tigers. <laughs> now, that I would Mate. laugh at. Going into next year, there's going to be an extra buy. I'm putting my money on the buy to beat the Tigers if they show up like they have the last couple of weeks. <laughs> but um, <laughs> also want to touch on something that's come out today with the day of recording. Um, Taylor May from the Panthers, there was video of an incident with him earlier in the year. The NRL has been looking at it and they've suspended him for, I think, two games. Uh, but the suspend suspension isn't happening till next year, so they so he can still play the finals this year and potentially win the premiership with Penrith. Surely that's not right. That surely that's not on. Like, if you suspended him, you spe- suspend him now. I was going to say, like that does not sound right at all. Right. That that makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Oh, the cops arrest arrest someone. Oh, we know you've done a crime, but you got to work, so. Uh, we'll we'll wait until you finish your job. Wait until you retire. Like no, like you do the crime, you do the time. 
He's getting suspended. He should be suspended now. I don't care if it's finals or not. Hundred percent. Like if I get a, if I get arrested, like I'm I'm going to a holding cell. And if you get charged with anything, you're done straight away. Like it's not like they're going to go. Ah, oh, we'll let it go for a bit and then we'll do you later. Like no, you're getting done. Uh, that I'm sorry, but he, you are a regular human being like the rest of us. Um, bet like Benny, would you expect to get arrested and say, "Oh no, go back to work. We'll get to you later." Oh hell no! Yeah, same with me, and he shouldn't be no different. But yeah, I don't know. But again, it's the Panthers, so the yeah. golden child for the NRL at the moment. Yeah, yeah, true. But I just thought it's it's it not right. It's not. It's no. definitely not right. Oh, hundred percent not. But um. Moving on to something we touched on a bit earlier, though, like the soccer. Have you seen the new Sydney FC kit? I did a glimpse at it, yes. I, it's all good to say that, oh, we've got a bespoke kit, a special Sydney FC design kit based on the Opera House. They've been saying that every year with Under Armour. Like, it's it's all well and good to have a bespoke special design on the Opera House, but every single year you get it's a different design. Like, yeah, it's why not do the Harbour Bridge? Why not have something based on the Harbour Bridge design? You know what I mean? Like something different. Like, don't get me wrong, the kids look nice, but eh, I'll go with that this year. Mate, in one of the songs, uh, in the Cove songs, the Harbour is actually mentioned. So you, yeah. it makes sense to put the Harbour Bridge on there. Yeah. Like, again, I've got my Charlton jersey that I'm going to wear. I'm not blank. I'm going to go with you without a Sydney FC kit. And like, yeah. obviously, Shock Harry, if you haven't seen it, the home kit is sky blue. Uh, the away kit is white, and apparently there's a third kit coming out around November time, or, or, or just before, that apparently is black. I've seen on social media that there's talk that it's black. So being a summer, summer league here in Australia, I don't know if the black jersey will work, but we'll wait and see. Well, yeah, this, you might have, want to have a look at it first. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to not have the big Paramount Plus and Channel 10 logo on the back of the jersey. Oh, thanks. God for that. <laughs> but um, move, moving on to the other finals that we ha- that started last weekend in the AFL. Mate, what a weekend of the AFL finals. Did you catch any of the games? Uh, I caught a little bit of one, but I can't remember which one. Mate, the biggest margin was the Swans doing the Ds by 22 points. Other than that, Brisbane did Richmond by two points. Geelong did Collingwood by six points. And Fremantle came back and won by 13 points. Mate, maybe. We, we spoke about it last week. We spoke, we spoke coming into the NRL potentially, but we spoke about it with the AFL and whether it works. The pre-finals buy, whether it's good or not, mate, if that's the sort of contest you're going to get, like, I'm all for it. Well, mate, like, oh, what did we say? Came, well, every team came in fresh, and you could see that with how hard they were going at the ball. Like, if that's the way it's going to be, I'm happy with the buy. Because the game I watched, it, it seemed very intense. Well, the finals are intense at the best times, but I think given each given each team that week off coming in, mate, it builds up the t- tension in the players. It gets them more revved up, and you see you see the games like they were so strong. Each game was strong. Well, that's what yeah, like like you said, that's what you want to see. But will can, uh, how do I say this? Um, can they? Like, especially if you had a tough game. Yeah. Will the rested players be, like, sore as hell now? And what do you Going mean? into next week. Because it does take a toll. Take oh, it rest. does. But yet again, but then it's... 
to eat again. If you're in that top four and you're trying to get that week off, you know what I mean? Like you're happy to go in hard. Like, well, you look at the, if it backfires, like you look at the D's, who is it? Um, oh, who was it from the D's? It was, oh, I'm trying to th- think one of them is Dunny's knee. No, Dunny's leg. It was Christian Pachaka. He's got a fracture, hairline fracture of the fibula. Oh. But they're saying he's still going to be playing this weekend. On, well, this Friday against the Lions, but... Oh. Should you be, though? I know, but yet again, it's from now on, for it's you're losing, your season's over. Yeah. Like, it's always hard with an elimination final. Mm. Well, I think playing Brisbane, Melbourne should be all right. In saying that, though, should Brisbane really be there? Because there was that controversy. I don't know if you saw it. It there was like just over. It was like ninety seconds to go, two minutes to go. Tom Lynch from Lynch from <coughs> Richmond had a shot at goal, and the umpire, the goal umpire, said, "I believe it's a goal. Just need to check if it didn't go over the post." Now Tom Lynch wheeled away like, "Oh, great! I've missed it." It was given a goal. They've reviewed it and they've brought it back as no goal. But there's also been other footage released that wasn't viewed by Ark. It was, it was re- released by fans on social media showing the ball not going over the not going over the top of the post. Like it went, oh, the ball was above the post height, but it went through the middle. I don't know. Is this the time where you look at what we've seen in like the Premier League and the World Cup, World Cup and other football leagues around the world, where you look at maybe bringing that goal line technology? You put the chip in the ball that registers when it's over a certain point and crosses over the the top of the post to at least maybe get that call even more of the time correct. Like, I, I think that's a good idea. But will we'll, we'll they kick up a stink going, oh, no, we don't need this. We've got this. It's like, well, clearly you don't. No. But... Well, that's what I mean. Like, you take out that clangor of a decision. Like, the ball, like, honestly, I think the ball went over the top of the post. I think it was the correct call to give it behind. But when the umpire's given a goal, like you can see where there was no clear cut, the ball did go over the top of the post. So then you've got to stick with the umpire's decision of goal. But I do, I do believe it went over the post. But that's where, do you bring in that technology of having a chip in the ball with a sensor on the top of the goal post so it does go over, it signals as going over. And then... Do you potentially bring in then what they've got in your alley on stage and the goalposts actually light up? So like potentially then to make it even clearer, have a chip, have the chip in the post or have the post detect like when the chip hits the post and if it hits the post, the post lights up red. It's, it's clear as day. It's a behind, you know what I mean? Something like that to even make it clearer. I like, I like your way of thinking. Like they, it's a great idea actually. It could be the next step in the game. You know what I mean? Like it's it just, like I, I just think they need to think about that and serious have some serious consideration for it. Because I'm, I'm I think I remember hearing them talk on the coverage about there's different universities in Australia that are doing testing on on systems like that that would work having like a center on the top of the post, microchip in the ball. Like we see it in the Premier League all the time with goal line technology, it works. Um. I just think it could be a way to take out those horrible decisions. Yeah, and I, I I like that idea, and I reckon they should. They really need to have a think about it and just hurry up and get it. Yeah, but um, develop touch, the technology first. But 
Yeah, one hundred percent. And run run the testing. Run it in the VFL or the AFLW or whatever. Like, just run the testing and let's get it, get it, try and get it in there to try and take out some of these bad decisions. But touching yeah. on the other elimination final, uh, Western Bulldogs. Oh my god! Choke for the ages. <laughs> At the end of quarter, the first quarter, the dogs kicked five goals, five to Frio's zero goals, one. Oof. By the by, full time it was the Bulldogs eight twelve to Frio eleven seven. Like, is that the greatest all time choke of of a final when you're in front? Oh mate, I think I think that is that's that's embarrassing. Like. To be up by that margin at quarter time and to do it away from home, you think you've taken the crowd out of it. Like, surely you've, you can't just rest on your laurels in a result like that, especially in the elimination final season on the line. That's where you go, all right, we've done this. Let's go again. Let's push again. Let's do the same again. Yes. Yeah. And I'm spewing because I hate it because now you still hear all this, oh, flag mantle, flag mantle. Like, no, flag mantle, flag mantle is shit. I hate flag mantle. <laughs> And I'm, I doubt they're going to get past this weekend because they've got that they've got Collingwood, and mate Collingwood, seeing there were so many dodgy calls in the Collingwood game, like everyone hates Collingwood, but like it's to the point where there was there was a couple of free kicks that Jack Ginnivan should have got, but the umpires put their whistle away because he's got that reputation as a diver, which I understand that if you do build up that reputation, you're not going to get the calls your way, but then. It, like you can't just let the umpires you get away. You can't just with... ignore it. Exactly, because then it's taken away from the fabric of the game. Like then you're risking, like because what happens if it come if you don't make the call, cost the team now, especially now, it eliminates them from the season or costs them a premiership. And it comes out after the game that was a, that you should have given that decision. What what did you do then? Oh, we're sorry, we made the wrong call. We're sorry that you ended. We ended your season. We're sorry that we stopped you from winning a premiership. It doesn't fucking cut it. Yeah, no, nah, you you've got to admit you fucked up. Hundred percent. Like I don't care if there's a reputation. You you take who the player is out of the situation. If in any other situation is that a free kick? Yes, you give the free kick. Yeah. But um. Well, just... hopefully they don't dive and all that. So no. If if well, it's a legitimate you... one, well then call it. Exactly. Like, just because of who it is and they've got a reputation, don't take that into consideration. Umpire the situation on its merits. Exactly. Yeah, that's what you're paid to do. But, um, again, from now on, as I said, it's win or go home. This weekend, you've got Demons and the Pies, who were both in the top four. Do you see them going out this weekend in straight sets or not? Oh. Like you got Frio, who's coming over from Perth, had to fight back hard to get over the top of the dogs against a, a wounded Magpies outfit who's burning after that result last week. I find it very tough for Frio to get him at the G. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. I think they're going out. Like Frio do have a good record in Melbourne this year, but I just think it's a step to ask in, in a big finals match against Pies. Yeah, no, I think I think they've they're biting off more than they can chew here. And Brisbane, we all know, everyone knows Brisbane's record at the G. It is atrocious. I think they've won like three times in the last 1,200 days. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
D's getting done by the Swans in the biggest margin of the finals last weekend. I think the D's are going to be ropeable. And I think the D's are going to win in a canter. I think this could be a blowout. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Um, either way, it's, again, first weekend of the NRL finals are going to be immense. Second weekend of the AFL finals going to be immense. Probably it might be a blowout or two, but um, looking at the last weekend, mate, what do you reckon your moment? What would you say is your moment of the weekend? Oh, mate, it'll be it'll be the the Liverpool uh, Merseyside derby. Sorry, it'll be when Pickford did an absolute blinder save to hit the ball on the crossbar yeah. to put it away from goal. Yeah, it, yeah. It, and he ma- tried to make that double save as well straight afterwards. So yeah. Like he absolutely played a blinder. Yeah, I and see, I can't get over it. Yeah, see, I'm going to go for the Heathcote Twenty Ones winning their grand final, mate. They they didn't look troubled, to be honest. Like Cronulla came out of a bit, but once they weathered it for a bit, mate, they weren't losing that game. It was um definitely was definitely well deserved win. Oh, 100. They well and truly earned that win. But um, again, again, finals this weekend. What game are you most looking forward to, Scotty? Uh, I'd, I'd probably say the Roosters South game, actually. Yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to that. I'll hopefully try and catch a bit of it. Like, as I, th- I think I said earlier, we got our club presenta- senior presentation this Sunday. Um, try and hopefully get to catch a bit of the game. But uh, again, if you take, you're watching your team in the finals still. Congratulations. If not, you've only got six months to go, but even less because you've got the Rugby League World Cup coming up. So hopefully you might try and get our mate Murph on in a couple of weeks to try and maybe give you a World Cup preview because I believe I think he's actually going over to the UK for the World Cup. So might try and get him to come on and have a bit of a chat about it. I, but, um, I was I was with him uh, last week. He said he's yeah. keen to jump on again. All right, beautiful. We'll reach out to him and get him on to talk World Cup. Um, anything else you want to touch on, Scotty? Yeah, I just want to give a shout out to uh, my sister, Rebecca. She won her grand final 2-0. Um, oh, congratulations. And commiserations to my brothers, Andrew and Nick. They lost 2-1. So, unlucky oh, boys, but... You can't win it every year. That's true. <laughs> well, they won, they won a couple of years ago, didn't they, anyway? so Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hopefully they can pass some winning off to us next year and we can win, win our comp next year and get our oh, jackets and get our medals. and. Oh, God, just lend us some players. We'll do a dodgy. Well, 100%. <laughs> we won't talk. We'll do a Melbourne Storm. Um, <laughs> you got money to pay the refs? <laughs> oh, mate, I'll, I'll find a way to get the money. But, um, <laughs> I think we pretty much covered everything now, Scotty. Yeah, I think I think we did all right, eh? Oh, we've done pretty well. But uh, yeah, once again, get set for a bit, for the big finales to the season before the A League starts. We've got the cricket starting now as well. I think Matildas are on tonight. Everything's kicking off. Got the World Cups coming up in rugby league and football, soccer. Plenty plenty of sport to look forward to, like always. I'm Ben. I'm Scotty. This has been the Chat from the Back podcast, and we'll chat to you again in the next episode.